Good morning, everyone. Today is the 6th of August, 2018, the 218th day of the year with 147 days remaining. Today, 92 years ago, Gertrude Ederle, an American competitive swimmer, became the first woman to successfully swim the English Channel, crossing from Cape Grisnes, near Calais, France, to Dover in Kent, England a distance of 35 miles, which took her 14 hours and 15 minutes, beating the men's record by nearly two hours. On that day in 1926, Ederly was still 19 years old, and her successful crossing of the channel had been her second attempt. The previous year, in 1925, more than two-thirds of the way through her swim, she began coughing, and her trainer had reached out and touched her, which resulted in her immediate disqualification. The following year, in 1926, American and European press were in two boats accompanying Ederly, and one reporter from the New York Times recounted that upon reaching Dover, Ederly had been confronted by a British immigration official who recorded her biographic details and those of the support team and press on the boats, none of whom had been carrying passports. Gertrude, described in one account as, quote, the bleary-eyed, waterlogged teenager, close quote, was finally allowed to come to shore after promising that she would report to the authorities the next morning. Although today's anniversary of Ederly's swim back in 1926 is in some circles still well remembered, another anniversary of nearly two decades later might be considered of the perennially overshadowing sort. And that would be today, 73 years ago, when the United States Army Air Corps Boeing B-29 Superfortress, known as the Enola Gay, accomplished the first dropping of an atomic bomb on an enemy target over Hiroshima, Japan. The support aircraft known as Necessary Evil, also a B-29 Superfortress, was at altitude nearby to capture an aerial photograph of the mushroom cloud that immediately formed as a result of the atomic bomb's explosion. Many have seen that photograph, and it remains a worthy reminder of our capability for destruction. Fortunately, we are also capable of a spectrum that celebrates creation. And the beginning of August is the halfway point of summer. And though the days have been affording us less sunlight since the summer solstice nearly a month and a half ago, the complementary increasing length of our nights brings us additional time under the dark heavens to gaze up in wonder at what's happening above. All four of the brightest planets, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, will grace our evening skies throughout August. They will be almost evenly spaced in our celestial view and all visible at the same time an unusual arrangement as they are all in opposition, meaning they are at their closest to Earth. On this day in 2012, Curiosity rover was launched to Mars. And during the week we'll be seeing increasing displays of the annual favorite meteor shower, the Perseids, which will peak by Sunday morning. The Perseids are of course named after Perseus, the legendary founder in Greek mythology of Mycenae. Most of us have seen the image of Perseus holding the head of Medusa, whom he slayed. Before Heracles, Perseus is considered the greatest Greek hero and slayer of monsters. Among Perseus's siblings are notables such as Aphrodite, Apollo, Ares, Artemis, and Athena. 
We sometimes seem so distant from those famous Greek figures, yet in Down East Maine we share a number of similarities. Mention is from time to time made, for example, of the resemblance, topographically, of the archipelago made up of the many islands in the Deer Isle neighborhood in the Atlantic with those of the Greek archipelago in the Mediterranean. Life at, in, and of the sea is also a common denominator. For some reason, these and other notions were brought home to me about a week ago while participating in the 2018 Peaks to Portland swim. There, coping with the Casco Bay rollers created by the hourly ferry that remained on schedule during the Peaks to Portland race, and trying to stay out of the drawing force from the gyre surrounding Fort George's, Gorgeous, I thought about this implacable immersion in nature writ large. Where was the time to do anything but blend with this environment? How else does one survive optimally unless he or she explores the extent of harmony that is everywhere an opportunity in our surrounding world? Hi, this is R.W. Estella. From its beginnings in Noel Paul Stuckey's Hen House in East Blue Hill, Maine, WERU-FM has been bringing to its listening audience the best of planet Earth. Cultures from across the globe are represented in song and spoken word 24-7, locally and on the World Wide Web, in ways that are not only unique, but incredibly rewarding as well. And all of this is available because of a community of listeners and volunteers who believe that a little can go a long way. Please do what you can to provide whatever you can to continuing enabling WERU-FM to provide the best of radio programming to its listening audience. From Orono, Maine, here's to these fine, long, midsummer days.